reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Welcome to Preston Super Show. I have the WWE Royal Rumble preview and picks for you. I also have my NFL Conference Championship picks following that. So let's get right to it, shall we? We have WWE Royal Rumble 2023. And, you know, WWE is a weird, weird business, man. That's a, it's a definitely a strange, strange company. This is like one of those companies that's been around long, long time. And when you look at them for face value, you're like, why don't you guys have some of these things figured out yet? No, I'm serious. Why don't you have some of these things figured out? Let me explain. You got a weird scenario where you got like... 15 people out of 30 for the Royal Rumble heading into SmackDown. Like, that's pretty crazy to me. Then the Women's Royal Rumble, they have 7 of 30 announced. So it's like a a quarter of what we should know heading into SmackDown. Like, bam, now they need to announce 23 more people. Or they just are randomly going to show up. I mean, that's probably... Makes more sense at this point, but for the 15 of 30 announced for the Men's Royal Rumble, let's go through that quickly. Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Karrion Cross. I'm going to stop right there. That's the 15 of 30 announced. We're going to know more tomorrow with SmackDown. But I'm putting this up beforehand because I don't want to rush these out. Last second podcast. Here's my NFL picks. Here's my Royal Rumble picks. Then it doesn't even hit some places or some streams until, you know, or show up on Pandora in your feed. Maybe where if you're just listening to shows and mine comes on. I mean, that's the way, you know, timing's everything with the podcast you want to time these things right so based on who we have based on what the storylines are anybody could win the royal rumble right santos escobar that's a guy that was on wwe nxt forever built a whole thing there had a whole crew there probably the the best crew that was on that show besides chase university and toxic attraction, but just, you know, speaking about the men and they had one woman in Santos's group too, but whatever he got the boot, but really the boot is the bump. So he got bumped up to, you know, it's supposed to be raw. I would assume, um, but it hasn't really gone that way. So that's why I don't think he'll win. 
But I do see him staying around for a while in the Royal Rumble. I don't believe The Rock is going to come to the Royal Rumble because it doesn't make sense for The Rock to show up and lose. That doesn't make any sense. And then if The Rock wins, okay, The Rock at WrestleMania versus the champion and just screw everybody else who's active in the business right now, like, and just take The Rock who's, you know, who's put wrestling kind of behind him. You know, in most areas, he's put it behind him. I mean, this guy's doing movies and all other things, not business ventures. You know, wrestling is like, you're going to have to pay me a lot of money for me to come. And you're going to have to make it a good reason for me to come and put my reputation on the line. Because in the WWE universe, reputation means a lot to guys like The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker, Kane, so on and so forth. Even Triple H means a lot. So at this point. I don't see The Rock having anything to do with this. Now, if he does, that's great. It'll make for a better show, of course. But I don't see that being a thing. What I do see happening is a lot of the people they haven't named are going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty surprising to see them come out. Besides what they do on SmackDown to try to clear it up. If they fill the last spots with that. Say we're going to have a couple other guys not going to tell you. And they're just going to show up. That could be cool. But like Gunther, Rey Mysterio, um, Omos, Sheamus. And I'll stop right there. Doesn't make any sense for them, any of those guys to win this. Doesn't make any sense. So I have to look at this like the WWE needs an injection of energy. They know it. The fans know it. The fans know it more than them. That's true. But that now they know it because they pay attention to the views and the ratings and, you know, the money. So while they're overlooking their crystal ball and, and, and asking their oracles for guidance over their WWE, what I'm saying is, it's you know, common sense is going to dictate the policy. So common sense tells me Cody Rhodes coming back, Cody Rhodes coming back into the, into the WWE from an injury. Now he's in the Royal Rumble. Seems like he's going to win that to me. Seems like he's going to get over on the Royal Rumble to me. So I have to go with Cody Rhodes in that aspect. But you got to remember, anybody can win the Royal Rumble. Now, here's I have some speculations. One speculation I have, I think you'll really like this, is I believe John Cena is going to come down in the Royal Rumble. Here's why. John Cena isn't as far removed as The Rock or Stone Cold from wrestling. John Cena also isn't as big in movies as The Rock or even Stone Cold. But John Cena still has a pulse on the wrestling business. Still has a reputation that's still pretty active, pretty valid right now in the locker room. And I think it makes it, it doesn't hurt him to come out and lose in the Royal Rumble. Just to be competing, just to be in there makes a lot of sense. And I think him coming down as someone who's done really well in this scenario but him coming down i think makes a lot of sense to put cody rhodes over i think that would be a huge win for the wwe if that happens that's my speculation on where john cena fits in all this now you have to look at the women's uh side of things and there's a lot of different storylines but let's talk about who's in this royal rumble let's talk about who's in the thing we know Liv morgan's in candace LeRae, rhea ripley 
Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Selena Vega, Emma. It's a very short list, folks. You need 30. I don't even know if they're going to have 30 women to put out there, to be honest with you. I low-key don't even know if they're going to find 30 women to throw in this thing. So, a lot of people are scared to pick on this one. The favorite's going to be Rhea, because she's the strongest, you know, supposedly. So, she's the strongest. But I don't think the strongest is going to win the Royal Rumble, necessarily. I think you have to be strong, but I think that this is about character building. This is about storyline. And the storyline is Candice LeRae missed a lot of time. And now she's back and they haven't been able to properly get her back in front of the WWE Universe. They've had her have a match, but they haven't properly gotten her back involved with the crowd. Here's the opportunity. Plain as day to me. Number one, she's announced, so she's got to be a front runner. Then number two, when they get to talking about, hey, we only have 20-something women that can compete because of everybody else that's got a contest tonight. The other women that are in a contest talk about Bianca Belair's match. But my point really simple. Candice LeRae makes the most sense. Rhea Ripley getting a shot at the championship doesn't make sense for her to win the Royal Rumble being a part of the Judgment Day. Seems like there has to be kind of like a cheat to get to the top thing for the Judgment Day to keep that that dark side, you know what I mean? That feeling of evilness in the, in the Judgment Day. It can't be like, oh, she won, she's a hero. Uh, I don't like, that doesn't make sense. I would push back on that in the, in the, the boardroom. I would say, no, Candice LeRae needs to win. Then Rhea needs to do something like have a match against Candice. And then during the match, like hurt her real bad so that she can't compete. And then Rhea takes her spot. Something along those lines, something in that wheelhouse and let them figure out the details. I'm not going to do their job for them, but that makes more sense and seems more compelling just that little bit than Rhea Ripley winning the Royal Rumble. Now we got to wait till WrestleMania and she gets a shot at the belt. And now we have to watch Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley back and forth on Raw until the, the time comes. That doesn't make a lot of sense. And I'll say why Bianca Belair, because I believe she's going to win her match. We'll get to that. So I think Candice LeRae wins the Women's Royal Rumble. Now, we're moving on to my favorite match of the night. It's actually Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in a Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. And although I really like LA Knight, here's where the problem is. It's not about, oh, Bray Wyatt's back. There's so much energy. I'm so excited about Bray Wyatt. No, that's that's nothing to do with my pick here. My pick is because it's a Pitch Black match. I don't know, understand the Mountain Dew thing. Mountain Dew got a little, you know, paid a little money so they could run their thing here. That's, you know, smart. So, I mean, I don't blame them. Again, it's on Peacock. Starts at 7 p.m. Central Time. But in this pitch black match, LA Knight's made a lot of enemies. He's been walking around thinking he's the big, the big dog. And I think there's some, there's some guys back there in the backstage 
that don't want to see LA Knight get over in this match. And he hasn't necessarily convinced me that he can beat Bray Wyatt right now based on what I'm seeing from the audience and what the crowd's wanting. It seems to me like Bray Wyatt is going to win this match and LA Knight would have been a very formidable opponent for him and it's a big win for Bray Wyatt and he gets over on us. And I think you have some Uncle Howdy madness going on but I think you have some of those enemies some of those people LA Knight's been pissing off and like let me tell you you know carry on cross in that Royal Rumble I don't believe he's gonna have a long stay in the Royal Rumble that's a guy that LA Knight uh, has crossed paths with and it makes a lot of sense for somebody to come out there and make sure LA Knight can't get this win So I'm going with Bray Watt. I think there's too much stacked against LA Knight in this fight. And everything seems to be going for Bray Watt. It doesn't make sense for him to lose. It doesn't make any sense for him to lose. So then we have to move on to Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, versus Alexa Bliss, who again is being thrown into this, right? She, you know, was really, really... You know, a heel, Alexa Bliss, but now she's changing that a little bit, changing that appearance a little bit and and working on that. But I just don't feel like this is the person that Bianca should lose to. I don't feel like Alexa's the woman to lose to right now. I feel like when you're really looking at this thing and you really size it up, Bianca Belair needs to hold that belt into... At least WrestleMania. And if she loses it at WrestleMania, it is what it is. In the first night or second night, you know, WrestleMania is doing the two-night thing. Now, no matter what, because WrestleMania is going to be huge this year. It's going to be huge. And I think a lot of people know that. And I think Bianca knows that. And I think just having a match at WrestleMania it puts you over. It's not about winning or losing. It's about having a good match. Having a good match is really what puts you over. Road Dog said that best. But I think Bianca's as a year as champion. I think that's really special. And I think that she's not ready to let that belt go yet. I don't think that's happening uh, when we get to Saturday for the Royal Rumble. Give me Bianca Belair to win that. All right, and I'm keeping track of all these. And they'll be on the website, imanout.ninja. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the undisputed WWE Universal belt. Now, here's the thing, folks. This is a, another fight where, yes, Kevin Owens has fought Roman Reigns before. Yeah, yes. Came close, but no cigar. What changed? Roman Reigns still looks like the guy to beat when he does wrestle he is he's incredible he's good Kevin Owens what have you done how have you gotten better how are you gonna beat Roman Reigns we all want to see these champions get these championships get split up folks that's that's not happening it's not happening at Royal Rumble this is another notch in Roman Reigns belt this is another stepping stone for Roman Reigns To say, not only I beat you once, Kevin Owens, 
I beat you twice. And don't be surprised. He'll probably beat him a third time after. Don't be surprised. The business runs through the bloodline right now. They made it that way. Bloodline didn't make it that way. The WWE Universe has made it that way. Not the writers. Not Vince McMahon. Not Triple H and Stephanie. No, no, no. You. The WWE fan. You pushed for this. You made this happen. Roman Reigns is a direct, in the bloodline, are a direct result of the WWE Universe. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back after the break and I'll have my NFL picks for you. Obviously, I'm taking Roman Reigns. Be right back after this. God bless you. start with the AFC side you have the Cincinnati Bengals and they're hot right now I mean they they're you know came in just on a huge win streak and now they're up against a banged up Chiefs team mind you I just have to go with the Bengals here I have to be honest with you There's some fire in that team because they got burned last year on that Super Bowl and they couldn't get it. They couldn't end up getting the win. I feel like Joe Burrow is just so hungry for it. I honestly feel like they're ready to take the whole thing. I'm going to save that pick for you for the uh, last podcast of this season, season four of the podcast before season four comes to an end. Where I end it, I end the podcast season every Super Bowl. Give you my pick, and after Super Bowl, that's it, folks. The new season begins. You know, there's the new year, there's the lunar new year, and then there's the Super Show new year. And that begins on the Super Bowl. But I give you my pick beforehand for the last episode to finish it off. Now I got some huge things planned. For season five of Preston Super Show. Make sure you're going back and you know what I mean? Picking out the ones you like, putting them in your favorites. So you can go and listen to those when you get it when you get a time and you get a chance. There's so much good knowledge, information, and resources in those podcasts. And I really want you to have that. So if you do that, I really appreciate you. And The other thing you can do that's a cool feature is share it. Share it with a lot of people. And then people will be like, oh, yeah, you listen to that guy? Yeah, that guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he picks those games, right? Yeah, and he picks them right. Yeah, that's right. Preston Super Show is where you heard it and you needed to know. After the Bengals beat the Chiefs, Andy Reid's going to retire. But I, I do think they're going to give him a, a hell of a game. But I think Patrick Mahomes and that offense is not as confident as they were two weeks ago. And that's going to be the ultimate decider. The confidence level. But the Bengals are ready for this game. 
and they've been on the road. Everybody's going to be talking about, you know, team gets on the road. I can already see it. I'm already hearing it from the media. Team gets on the road and, you know, it's it's hard to stay, you know, keep your stamina and you're gonna they're going to tire out. The Bengals aren't going to tire out. The reason they won't is because the Bills didn't give them much of a fight. Bills didn't put up much of a fight in the second half. Everybody's like, let me wait until I see the second half. I've seen people tweeting. Yeah, well, nothing changed. Sorry, hon. Nothing changed. The Bengals are that team. But enough about them, you know, because there is still two teams on the NFC side in this NFC championship. And without going into too much about either team, let's just focus on this game and what it means for both these teams. For the Eagles, you believe you should be here. For the Eagles, you you definitely believe you should be here. All season long, you've dominated. When the spotlight was on, you stepped up. Certain situations you did get exposed in where other offenses were able to exploit areas of the Eagles defense yes it happened but ultimately Jalen Hurts it is playing like a man possessed And I think he's so possessed about football right now. I think he's so focused on winning that whether he has to pass it, run it, whatever he has to do, he's going to do it to win. So the Eagles have that in their back pocket. You see what I'm saying? Their defense is quietly a top five defense, in my opinion, just the way they're playing right now. And... When you look at their secondary, they've held up. And whenever you see that, there was a former Eagles team like that that made it to a Super Bowl with McNabb. They didn't win it, but they made it there. Whenever you see that, you know something is really cooking. Something's really happening. And I do believe that the 49ers are going to give them a run for their money because I think the 49ers defense wants a real shot at the Eagles. And they're going to get it. Boy, they're going to get it. The the way they were playing um, the Cowboys, where they were loading that box up, the Eagles are going to take that away next week. A.J. Brown is going to do some damage against that 49ers secondary they think they're going to sneak up in that box and get some blitzes off or if they think they can drop back and just play man coverage the 49ers will get toasted out there but the Philadelphia Eagles right now even just Miles Sanders giving them a little bit of a spark out of that backfield they have an advantage on you Just right now, the 49ers, I feel like they're relishing that win. Oh, this win is so good. Oh, this is such a good win. 
the Eagles were already focused on the next game. They were making the preparations for the next game during that Giants game. They were, oh, yeah, okay, let's start talking about next week. Yeah, no, we won. Yeah, they're, they're still playing, but we won. That's how that game went. That's how I told you it was going to go. It's all set up for the Eagles to make it to the Super Bowl. I don't think they'll win it. I don't think they will win it if they do. But what I'm saying to you is they're going to beat the 49ers. Yes, they will. The 49ers are going to go into Philadelphia. It's going to be cold. It's going to suck. It's probably going to snow. And then if it doesn't snow, it's probably going to rain. And then if it doesn't rain, it's going to be cold. So there's no help there. And the 49ers are traveling a long way. Feeling good about themselves right now. Chip on their shoulder. I don't think that's what you want against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then you have Brock Purdy. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Brock Purdy. We're all going to be talking about how good that win was. We're all going to be talking about that building that up. And then when we get to that game, that Eagles defense is going to be like, we've had enough. And then the other thing you have to remember, too, is that no matter what Brock Purdy does on the field, it's different at the sideline standpoint. It's different out of the tunnel. It's different in the uh, halftime when the teams get together. It's about leadership. It's about quality leadership. Doing your job well. Now, Brock Purdy's done that. But can he command the 49ers, who are still a fairly young team, to overcome an Eagles team that's dominant, powerhouse, on offense, defense that's flying around making plays, shutting down teams when they need to? I don't believe so. And that's what we're going to see when these two teams meet in the NFC Championship. So that would mean it's a Bengals-Eagles Super Bowl. And I'm fine with that. Because the Eagles have resurged. They have. And I'm happy for people in Philadelphia. But for the 49ers, this is what you have to keep in mind. If they can find a way to keep this all together on the road going to Philadelphia and play the best defense they've played all year they got a shot but it doesn't say a lot when they get to the Super Bowl you see what I'm saying because if they do play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl we're playing what ifs now but if they do play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl the Chiefs have been there twice with a lot of these guys but they've been there twice with most of that team that's not good for Brock Purdy who they would most likely keep at quarterback I don't think anything would change there if anybody decided they would get healthy all of a sudden so no I believe that the Bengals will overcome the Chiefs because I believe the Bengals are just so hot right now and the Chiefs are just waiting around to get beaten and I feel like when you look at the NFC, it's a clear, it's a more clear picture 
where the Eagles are just dominant. And they've been the team to beat all year in the NFC. Can the 49ers do that? My answer is no. So you're already here. Bengals win over the Chiefs. Eagles win over the 49ers. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Preston Super Show. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please subscribe, share, and God bless you all. Palms 37-4, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless.